Today is Wednesday, December 22nd. The title for our devotional is Savior, Messiah, Lord. Yesterday we looked at the broad description of the angel's announcement as good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today we're going to look at the more specific description of the child. First, let's read Luke 2, 8 through 14 again. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. As we covered yesterday, this announcement is good news of great joy for all the people, and it is so precisely because of who the child is. The child will be the, quote, Savior, Messiah, and Lord. First, Jesus is said to be the Savior. We've already seen this description of Jesus pop up multiple times in the first chapter of Luke. Luke one sixty nine. he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Verse 71, that, he, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Verse 77, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins. Those three are from Zechariah's prophecy and in Mary's Magnificat earlier. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. This is the angel speaking to Mary. And you shall call his name Jesus. The name Jesus means Savior or Deliverer. We've talked about this at length over the last couple of weeks, emphasizing how this salvation and deliverance Jesus came to bring us will bring peace between us and God. It will bring peace between us and one another and between us and creation. So moving on, Jesus is also said to be the Messiah. Messiah means anointed one or one who's been chosen, who is the hope of the people of Israel throughout their entire history. The figure of the Messiah in Jewish thought was to be a kingly figure. He was to have the throne of David, restore the kingdom to its glorious state, and overthrow any oppressive forces. These misunderstandings caused great tension throughout Jesus' ministry. Yet in Jesus' ministry, we come to see not only a fulfillment of the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament, but something far greater than the Jews of the first century ever imagined. The Messiah would be God himself. His kingdom would be a spiritual kingdom. It would be eternal and expand to all creation. Finally, Jesus is said to be the Lord. This term can generally refer simply to one in authority, but the Old Testament context of it is far more rich. In Hebrew, the personal name of God, Yahweh, was considered too sacred to pronounce. So the people would use the term Adonai, which means my Lord, instead. So in your Old Testament Bible, when you see Lord in all caps, it is the personal name of God. When you read Lord with just capital L, and the rest of the letters are lowercase, it is Adonai. With that context in mind, the reference to the Lord here could be referring to the divinity of Jesus, or simply to his office of authority and power. If it is the former, which I think it is likely, it would be used in the same way Zechariah uses it in verse 68 in reference to God the Father. He said, Blessed be the Lord, God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. So it is likely that this is another reference to the divine nature of Jesus. 
If we move ahead to verse 13 here, the angel announcing the birth of Jesus is joined by a heavenly host, it says. The term host usually implies an army. This army of angelic beings doesn't show up to wage war or to destroy, but to praise. The highest heaven refers to God's supreme authority over all other spiritual beings and false gods. This two-line praise emphasizes both God's glory in his space, which is heaven, and his work in our space, which is earth. On earth, the angels declare peace, likely the concept of shalom we talked about last week. If you go to the devotional page, I'll link you over to that devotional from last week. He declares peace towards those on whom God's favor rests. Like we saw with God's choice of Mary to be the mother of Jesus, those who are recipients of God's peace here are those towards whom God shows goodwill or favor. The object of favor here is likely more specific than the message of joy for all people we saw yesterday. This text is specifically pointing to the elect as recipients of God's favor. This is cause for even greater thanks and praise to God for his sovereignty and his grace in election and salvation. In the devotional page, I quickly referenced why there's a discrepancy between the King James Version, which reads, uh, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, and the NIV, which I used here, which says, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Those are different translations, different meanings. So I briefly referenced why the NIV, ESV, and most modern translations today are accurate in their rendering. So, if you're curious, head over to the devotional page to see why. Spend a few moments today praising God for who he is. Praising that he is the Lord, for being God in flesh, revealing God to us, and therefore carrying the authority to teach us and lead us. Praise him that he is our Savior, that he has brought us salvation. He has given you his righteousness so that you can be in right relationship with God. He has given you his spirit to equip and empower you to live in right relationship with one another. And he has demonstrated his power over nature, sickness, and death, which are the effects of sin on creation. Praise him that upon his return, he will fully establish right relationship with all of creation. Praise him for being the Messiah, for being the fulfillment of the long-awaited chosen one. He is our king, and he is establishing his kingdom. Praise him for the goodness that his kingdom brings to creation and long for his second coming, where again it will be established in full.